Welcome to today's episode of The Growth Zone. I am Christian Bartsch. What is the core benefit of listening to this show? Business leaders in corporate and privately held companies gain insights into trends and strategies that provide them with a competitive advantage in the marketplace. Each episode focuses on an area such as marketing, sales, innovation or funding. That is absolutely critical to the growth of companies, whether they are startups or corporate global players, where management needs to juggle the challenges of market entry or knowing how to navigate the uncertainties of disruptive developments. Mindfeeding is where clarity evolves and helps solving organizational challenges. For those who listen to the entire episode, I have a special surprise gift. I am working on some great guests that are industry leaders in management, innovation and marketing. Let's get started on today's episode. Today I'm with Sean Thomas based in Nashville and our topic for today, where is the value in mentoring for bootstrapped startups? So before we get started, Sean, can you please tell us a little bit more about yourself, please? Absolutely. Great to see you, Christian. Well, I was uh, born in a military family, so we moved around a lot and played a big role in the future, which is why I, why I bring that up when I introduce myself. We moved around a lot about five times before I was the age of eight. And at the age of eight, we ended up in Alaska. And uh, my parents still live up there. They're retired. And when I was in high school, I had a, had, um, a dream of becoming a professional singer. MTV had come out during that time. So when I was 18, two weeks after graduation, my parents said, listen, you know what? If you actually want to do this, you're not going to be able to do that if you're living here in a small town in Eagle River, Alaska. You need to move to California. And so that was my first bout of really following my dream. So I, I got on an airplane with $400 and moved to Southern California, where all of the Hollywood stars are, and they started to work towards becoming a professional singer and getting on MTV. Within three years, I got a record deal on Warner Brother Records, and I traveled with Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey Circus, which is a circus that used to be around that traveled the United States, and got on MTV, was in the boy, boy band magazines. We were a boy band and just kind of lived the dream of being a professional singer and that, that lifestyle and, and accomplished that dream. Mm -hmm. After we were done with our contract for a year, it was a two-year contract, but they cut it short to a year. They said, hey, Sean, Andy, John, you guys did a great job. Thanks. Good luck with the rest of your life. And like literally overnight, we were like unemployed, didn't know what to do. And when I was in high school and I had these dreams of being a professional singer, you know, the dream was I want to be rich and famous. Don't we all? We all kind of want to be rich and famous at some point, whether we all actually do something about it. But I wanted to be rich and famous. So I said, you know, I kind of got a little taste of the rich now or the famous. Now I'd like to be rich. And I had read a lot of you know magazines and things like that. And it said, if you wanted to be rich, you needed to be a business owner. So I said, you know what? That should be easy. Let's go do that. Hmm. And I decided to just get out there and start learning business instead of going back to college. I'd quit college to, to go on the road as a, as a singer. And for basically about 10 years, I was broke 
going from business opportunity to business opportunity, failing along the way. At 25, I ended up claiming bankruptcy, had my car repossessed. My parents would bail me out from time to time when I needed money. I, I definitely you know, ate a lot of ice cube soup uh, for meals, did not have you know, any money, but was always optimistic and still wanted to pursue that dream of being a business owner. At the age of 32, uh, from a, coming off of another failed business selling technology to hotels, I decided that I wanted to start something where I was going to put these little internet kiosks and business center computer systems in the lobby of hotels here in the United States. And so I basically said, here's my idea. I need to go prove the concept. I was living in Memphis, Tennessee at the time, and I started selling these computer systems to hotels. Guests were using them, and voila, I have a business model. I did that business for about three years on my own, all by myself, working out of my house. I'd hired one independent contractor salesperson, and I got the business to about $275,000 of annual sales, making about seventy-five grand a year, so I was feeling really good. And I, I was about to sign a big contract with a hotel chain here in the U.S. under the Hilton family of hotels, and I decided I need, I need help. And I reached out to a guy that I had met a few years later who had told me that he did not think I had a good business idea. He said, Sean, I'm in this business. I don't think this is a good business idea. But he gave me some advice and I took it. So I called him back and I said, hey, would you like to invest in my company? I'm now doing this. We're doing this. I'm about to sign this big contract. And he ended up investing in my company and became my first real mentor. Mm -hmm. And I moved from Memphis, Tennessee to Nashville, Tennessee, which is where I live today. And Long story short, we uh, from 2005 to 2013, we took the company from 275,000 to 20 million. Uh, basically, went through some mergers, acquisitions, and a lot of organic growth. Inc. 500 company, a lot of the fun awards that you get as an entrepreneur. 100 employees, and then we ended up selling the company to a private equity group for a little over 20 million. At that point, I became financially independent, got a nice little wire transfer, and decided, okay, now what do I do with my life? I'm 43 years old. I took some time off. I took five years off. I, rent, I rented a beach house in Manhattan Beach, California, and, and just kind of reset myself and figured out what I wanted to do next. And during that time, I fell in love with Instagram. And I created an account on Instagram called Ask a Millionaire. And I basically let people ask me questions who wanted to become first-generation millionaires, which I, which I was the first millionaire in my family, which is a very unique type of individual. And over the course of that, people started asking me if I would mentor them. So I started mentoring a few people. And then I finally, it just got overwhelming. And I said, you know, I'm going to turn this into a company. So I, I, I started a company called Accelerators Organization. And the reason I started that company, Christian, is I realized that I don't know it all, even though I've, I've built a nice business, I know about business, but I'm not an, a sales teacher, coach. I'm not a, a CFO accountant coach. I'm not an operations coach. I'm not a leadership expert. Even though I know all of those things to some extent as an entrepreneur, I'm not you know the high level expert. I have friends and business peers that do those things. So I recruited a lot of my friends who were successful business owners and mentors. And I said, hey guys, I'm starting this company. Would you come be a part of it and donate some time and mentor and mentor people and let them ask questions. And that's, that was how I started Accelerators Organization two years ago. And basically, we're a virtual mentorship organization. We mentor startup entrepreneurs and help them build the foundation of getting their business to seven figures, which is a very magical part of business uh, is seven figures. And we can go into that in a little bit. 
personal side, I am a wine collector. I collect vintage wine. I've got about 3,000 bottles of vintage wine from all around the world. I'm a foodie, love to travel. I live in Nashville on six acres uh, with two dogs and a cat, never married, single, no kids, and just living life. And that's my story. Hmm. That's great. Really. Unpack all that, Christian. Oh, yeah, that's very interesting. It's like my own life. <laughs> Crazy. Up uh, as Once a guy in a job interview asked me, I can't see the red, uh, the red uh, ribbon. And I looked rather stupid and I thought, uh, what's he talking about? Uh, I looked to see. Am I supposed to have put some red ribbon? What he actually meant, of course, that my CV was as well zigzag crazy like yours as well. Up and down, left and right, and and front, backwards, and so on. And that's the thing. Um, many entrepreneurs aren't in a straight line where they uh, go to school in one place, they go and actually then become entrepreneurs overnight. It's It's just not the way. And sometimes you are already maybe an entrepreneur long, long time in early years, but uh, it's maybe not the right time to start, but you have already the ideas. That's the thing. It's like with, yeah, your, you know, with your music. It's as well being an entrepreneur. It's just your business is singing. Yeah, it's your content. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because speaking of resumes and CVs, is I was always unemployable, even though I was, you know, I consider myself to be relatively book smart, but definitely street smart, good salesmanship, Mm. Very, you know, amiable, will do what it takes to get a job done. On paper, I was unemployable. So being an entrepreneur was pretty much my only choice because I couldn't get a regular job that would pay me what I know I was worth. And so I just simply had no other choice but to be an entrepreneur. Now, the the flip side of that was I had no experience on what it would take to be an entrepreneur either. And so that's why I spent 10 years of my life way too long, which we, which is why I'm so adamant about mentorship, took me 10 years of, of my own individual learning because I didn't have coaches and mentors to, to speed up the process. And so it took me a long time to even give myself that education of how to be a business owner. Exactly. And that's the thing. You, you have to learn a lot uh, by yourself. Um, you learn from experience. And as well from failures, whether uh, it doesn't matter whether you have a business idea that doesn't work out or whether you've uh, had a client who actually cheated on you and then you notice later on, why did it happen again? And eventually you figure out, okay, if they do this and this, then it's actually a warning sign, a red flag that they're going to do that possibly. And then you're next time you're careful. Or the same thing with, with contracts. Or So many people sign contracts, don't read the text, they don't understand it. And they don't ask. And if they don't understand it, they don't bother asking somebody who, who understands this kind of stuff. And then they later on complain that they've been done over just because they were not willing to take the extra effort to go and pay a few hundred bucks and get some lawyer to look over it and tell them whether it's a good idea or not. Or at least to explain them where the risks are that they don't yeah. get themselves in trouble. But That's Absolutely. all these things that you learn in the beginning or when you first start hiring people or the most unpleasant thing, of course, is when you have to start firing the first person, whether because you have to cut down or, or whether the person did something wrong or whatever, it doesn't matter. In the end, it's an unpleasant uh, situation for both sides. But you can be either an asshole or you can be uh, do it in a way that eventually both sides keep face and uh, you part ways And the, the thing is just 
done and over. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, and as you say, mentoring is, is so important because, of course, uh, you save a lot of time, you get so many advantages because you can uh, get knowledge from people. Um, uh, the same thing I, I do as well. I do that for others, but I get as well from from people get mentored as well who have been in, in business uh, decades, who are um, either 50, 60, 80 years old or 84 years old, 85, 90, it doesn't matter. They have so much knowledge. The thing is, so many people don't tap on that knowledge and just let it go waste. But uh, Absolutely. the smart people go and invest the time because these people, of course, they want to make sure they're not going to waste their time, the value time that they've got left here on this planet, um, by talking with somebody who's just not going to pay attention and just wants to get a free meal or whatever. Exactly. And that's the thing. Uh, so... Particularly for bootstrapped uh, startups, where do you see the value? The value of mentoring? Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, is, is most bootstrap entrepreneurs, the first thing they focus on is what product or service do they want to offer out there? They have an idea. They, they see something that, that they think would be a good idea. Hmm. And they're like, so, so without really understanding how to go out there and do a little market research or a feasibility study or something that can prove the concept of their idea, most entrepreneurs just jump right in and start building out a product or service and going, okay, great. I love, they fall in love with their own product or service. Most bootstrapping entrepreneurs, most do not have any type of sales experience. So when they finally get their product or service started, they don't really know how to sell it. And so, and they don't even know. So they start trying all kinds of different things, not realizing why they're not finding success. And when I have conversations with new people that get into our, our mentor community, the first thing I talk to them about is I say, okay, tell me a little bit about your background. Tell me a little bit about what got you where you are today. How did you have the idea? And tell me a little bit about your business experience your, or your career experience. And then ultimately, I end up asking them the question, how many years of sales training experience do you have? And by and large, most don't have any. And I say, okay, well, you realize that when you're starting a business, the number one thing that contributes to revenue is knowing how to actually sell your product and service, right? It takes years to learn how to actually become a professional salesperson. And this is something to get somebody started on immediately is, is learning how to be a professional salesperson. And a, and a light bulb goes off, Christian. They just think like, wow, I never would have thought about that. I actually need to know how to sell my product or service. There's some disconnect because no person has actually told them this, which is why mentorship is important, is they just think that, oh, I came up with this product or service idea. People are just going to love it and just start lining up outside my door to buy it. Or I just need to put up a website and magically, among the millions of websites around in the world selling products and services, people are just magically going to find my website and they're going to start buying my product and service because it's so amazing. Or I'm going to throw a couple advertisements on something, and they so they just get hit with they get hit really really hard with the with the truth, which is just because we create a product or service doesn't mean people are going to buy it. There's actually a system that you have to follow. So that's the very first part of mentorship is helping them understand everything that it's going to take to start building out that product and service to actually turn it into a business. Uh, there's a thing that we talk about a lot in, in startup businesses, especially, which is you don't know what you don't know. And here's my analogy around that, Christian, is Google is there. YouTube is there. You, we were talking about this. Clubhouse is there. Podcasts are there. All of the 
content around business and everything is out there in the world. The challenge is a lot of startup entrepreneurs don't know what questions to ask. They just, you know, it's like you can't go to a Google search and say, hey, Google, here is my experience. Here is my background. Here is where I'm at. Here's my product and service. Here's how much money I have. Could you tell me how to make more money in my business? You can't have that kind of conversation with Google. It's it's just typing words into a search bar. That's the difference between the do-it-yourself help or mentorship. When, when a mentor and mentee have a relationship and a conversation which evolves over time, it's not just a one-time consultation usually, the mentor gets to know intimately the mentee with their experience, their skills, their background, and where they're trying to go and then helps them just walk down the path that has already been paved. The path to get to a million dollars in annual sales in any type of business, that road has already been paved with the most perfect, pristine concrete out there in the world. It isn't rocket science. But when you're first starting out, you don't know what direction to go. So a lot of startup entrepreneurs will think, I don't want to do it that way. I just want to go off-road and go out into the woods and try to drive that road to get to my million. And by having that mentor relationship, the mentor can keep the mentee focused, show them the straight path to get to success, and help them alleviate having all of the different failures that they would normally have if they didn't have a mentor. You know, that's the wisdom that we that we that you were talking about is the mentor has experience that the mentee does not have. It's if a ment- mentee wants to get there faster and make more money and not make so many mistakes that cost time and money, they'll learn from the experience of the mentor so that they can get to their goals faster. Exactly. And there's so many things uh, that um, belong into the topic of startups. It's even getting how to uh, get your business running properly, how to even find what pricing are you going to charge or finding out, okay, at which prices actually people actually are going to buy and which prices are not or how do I dis- uh, lay out my offer or do I use a power presentation or do I do it differently? Do I give a call? Do I try to build maybe a partner program? Um, do do I go through retail or it depends very much on the product and so on. And so many people think, oh, I just go to ClickFunnels, set up a website and uh, put some ads on Facebook and then it doesn't work because, of course, their real audience isn't on Facebook and they're not online. <laughs> That's a yeah, big problem. You, absolutely. I'll give you a perfect example of where mentorship can come into play. I had a, 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 a lady join our organization, a really smart lady, but had never been an entrepreneur before. And she was always a career oriented and also a stay at home mom. But she had this idea that she was very adamant about. And even though she's married, she has a lot of single uh, girlfriends. And she said, I've got an idea for a product for single people that can help them in their dating life. And she told me the idea. I don't want to share it with you here just for confidentiality. Mm-hmm. But but so she says, you know, Sean, how do I move this thing forward? And I said, well, how many people have you talked to about the idea just to determine if this is something that people want? And she's like, what do you mean? And I said, well, you think that people want this, but do they? I said, you got to go out there and talk to as many people as you can, not your friends, not your family, because they're going to all love the idea. Go talk to complete strangers and just ask them what are their challenges with being single 
and then talk about your idea. And then if they think it is an okay idea, how much would they pay for it? So I give her this advice to go talk to 100 people within the first 30 days. 100 people, not that many in the global spectrum of how many people are out there. After about 30 days, she comes back and she does an update in our in our Facebook group. And she says, I'm having a really hard time finding single people, blah, 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 blah. So I said, I said, hey, would you book a, I call it a get out of jail call. When somebody's just really stuck, I give people access to book a 15 minute call for me with me for free as part of the organization. And so we get on the phone and I say, let me ask you this. You say you're having a hard time finding single people. Why don't you just go to a bar? There's a lot of single people at the bars. If you spend two or three nights at two or three different bars, you're going to find so just pull up on the bar, order a drink and just talk to people around you. She's like, I never would have thought about that. I thought about just going out to my local community when I'm at the grocery store or whatever. I'm like, no, just go to a bar. How simple does that sound? Right. But it was so beyond her even thinking that because she's a married woman. She's like, I wouldn't even think to go to a bar to talk to single people. The next week she comes back and she says, I actually talked to over 100 people. Several people told me they love my idea, told me how much they priced, and it gave her this newfound refreshing jazz in her business. That's the, how do you Google how do I promote my company? Google can't give her that type of feedback and direction, but it took one simple conversation with somebody who's already built a business and has that experience. And that's the value of mentorship is talking to somebody that can give you clear, concise direction and focus. Exactly. And that's the thing. It, it doesn't matter whether it's a product for, for singles or a product for businesses, for government or whatever. It doesn't matter. You still have to have that conversation in whatever way, whether you, you call up somebody, let's say, for instance, you've got a business, you've already got, uh, let's say, business partners, you know, people who you can, you've done business with. You can still call them and ask them whether they would be interesting, interested to, to sell that product. Let's say you, you produced maybe before you had a, you manufactured, let's say, pizza, pizza uh, stuff to make pizzas. And then suddenly you decide you start a new business and you think, oh, I'll, I'll make cool drinks for, for, for bars and so on. You maybe already know bar owners, but so you have to give them a call and ask them whether that would be a drink that people would buy. And, If necessary, show them the drink and so on. And then suddenly notice, oh, hey, this is great, but mm -mm, too much or too little or whatever. And then suddenly you notice, hey, that's you already get insights in that. But you only get these things, as you said, when you have uh, you get the advice from somebody who's done these kind of things before. And it, it doesn't matter what industry it is. It's the next, exactly. same ba basics. It's the same basics. Absolutely. And, here, and, and, you know, I'll also add this because I know that we, we only have so much time, but the reason that I created the type of organization that I did that when you were asking earlier is, you know, and I know that a lot of people, they want mentorship, they want coaching, but they don't know who to trust. And a lot of times we go to social media or, to, you know, things like that, podcasts, and we like, well, who is this person? I don't know if I can trust this person. Is this one of those little online gurus that they actually haven't actually done anything? They learned everything in a book. And I want to learn from somebody who's actually done it. And you know how it goes. Yeah. And even if you find somebody legitimate like you or me or, or someone who's very legitimate with who they are, no, I tell people in our group, no one, no one person knows everything. 
And when you're just starting out, think about all the things you are going to have to learn to be a successful business owner. You're going to have to learn about branding, you know, your strategy and your, you know, for your company. You're going to have to learn about your the, the brand identity kit, you know, the look and feel, your logos, your color palettes, all that. You're going to have to learn about social media, websites, marketing materials, sales aids, things like that. So you're going to have to understand branding, which is very complex. And there are experts that teach around branding that you can hire as consultants. Then you're going to have to learn about operations. You're going to have to learn about leadership, processes, training, as you said, hiring, firing, culture, core values, all all the HR stuff that goes on in operations. Then you're going to have to learn about sales and marketing. Or do you have the type of product that you're going to go sell business to business and pick up the phone and go meet with people? Or are you going to do online marketing or advertising? And those are very complex. And there's experts around that. Then you're going to have to learn about financials. How do you understand what a PL is? You're, how to understand and track your cash flow. You're going to have to learn all these different things to learn how to be a business owner. And no one person knows everything. So I always urge people, whether it's a company, whether it's my company or not, Look for organizations that have a have where you as a startup entrepreneur have access to a diverse group of mentors and advisors that you can ask questions around any area of business that can help you. Because there's there's one thing I've learned about startup entrepreneurs, and this this always makes people laugh, especially my my good friends when I started this business. I said, I'm gonna start a business with the worst type of customer, the startup entrepreneur. And my friends are like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, they need the most help and they have the least amount of money. Exactly. Think about yeah. it, right? Yeah. They need the most help, least amount of money. And so that's where the power of a community and a group solves that. You know, you can join a group in a community and get good access to the community and all of the advisors for a much lower fee than if you were gonna hire me Personally, as an individual coach, I might charge you $25,000 a year to coach you, two grand a month to individually coach you and work with you in your business. But you can join organizations for $1,000 a year or $3,000 a year and get access to a multitude of coaches and mentors. And so that's the second part of mentorship that I like to make sure people understand is it's great to hire a coach or a mentor, but remember, Look for communities that have a diverse group of mentors first as a startup entrepreneur because you're going to get more bang for your buck. Exactly. And that's the thing you have to find as well ways to quickly generate the cash flow because that's what I see as well. So often uh, people have ideas, they, they think, okay, they'll just spend $500 on the ads and then they complain that it doesn't work because, of course, they haven't done the effort to generate enough cash flow with other methods before they actually go online on these things and then of course it doesn't work because you need to have enough coals so in other words you have to find enough wood to burn in order to actually get the coal the, the heat enough that you can push at least an a train or an engine or whatever it is um, but before you can do that you have to maybe have first a horse card and collect the wood with it And that's the exactly. thing that I see so often where especially startups or, or as well solo entrepreneurs or uh, pair, pairs, husband, wife who, who start a business and have no experience, but they think, okay, we've done this and this in our careers and would like to transition into this and this kind of role where they have then the difficulty where uh, they want to do it, 
but they don't put enough effort and not enough cash flow. And if you don't put enough effort into it, you can't generate enough cash flow to then actually pump it into the business. And as you say, it's all about mentoring and giving people proper advice and telling them, hey, you have to do this and this. And if you're in this situation, you have to behave like this, do this, don't do this kind of stuff or anything. But of course, they have to listen as well to you. If they, Absolutely. If they don't follow your advice, it's it's pointless. It's like saying, hey, uh, don't turn right because there's a ditch and they turn right. And next Absolutely. time, don't turn sure left, they turn left again. <laughs> very, very true. You know, on Instagram, there's this popular meme about that type of person is called an asshole. Someone who continues <laughs> to ask and ask and ask for help, but then never does, you know, takes the advice. Yeah. And we, call those, we call those assholes. That's good. <laughs> but it's true it's absolutely true because uh, some of course don't spend money and they still uh, just eat up the knowledge and they don't do anything with it and others spend money and they still don't do anything with it it's the key thing about uh, investing the energy the time and uh, as well a mentor wants to know as well that he is spending his time his valuable time with somebody who is worth it who's worthy, who's willing to uh, make the effort, who's willing to listen, take notes, learn from it, and apply these things. And if something isn't sure, to come back and ask his opinion. And if the guy says, I don't like it so much, yeah, like I had a, had a few ideas recently, and I said to my mentor as well, I had this and this idea, mm, didn't like it. Next time we met up again because something uh, I needed, uh, he needed his, uh, my help and so on. And I said, I'm thinking about this idea and how this, mm -hmm. we just sat in his car discussing about this and I'm just going to catch a train. And I said, hmm, I like that. That's a good actually idea to do it this and this way. Hey, that's good. Hmm. And then next time we had a call and I said, uh, oh, by the way, we need to, to talk about that thing because I like that idea, that approach that you had and so on. And that's the key thing. It's, it's sometimes finding the right idea, the right approach, and validating it with your with your potential buyers, with your mentor, and third party people who maybe have a certain understanding as well from the market or how to go about it. Absolutely, yeah. you know, and, and I'll I'll finish with this one little last little story of a, of a mm -hmm. guy that I'm mentoring, because a lot of this might have to do with the part of your audience who. You know, they might have limited resources. They might have limited experience and limited resources, and they may not be actually ready to start a business right now. Uh, there was a, a young guy in his young 20s that approached me last December, and he said, hey, Sean, I, I want to get your mentorship. And I said, here's the link, join. And I, I usually let anybody join, and in the first 30 days, I get to know them and decide whether or not they're a right fit. And if they're not, you know, I refund their their membership fee, and and you know, we part ways. But this young guy uh, joins, and on our kickoff call, he tells me a story, and he's a, a pharmacy pharmacy technician at, at a Walgreens here in in the United States, and he has dreams to become a first generation millionaire. He's like, I will work hard. I just know I will. And I he's, I said, well. You know, my organization is really for business owners. You know, I'm not sure if I'm the right person to mentor him. He says, no, I know that you can help me with mindset and you can give me the ideas and help me on the path. And I just said, you know, this isn't my specialty. I like working with entrepreneurs, but I'll tell you what, you seem like a very hardworking guy. I'll work with you. So let's get right to it. How much money do you have in your checking account? I mean, what a brazen question. He says, I got $800. And I said, 
okay, have you ever had $10,000 in your checking account? He's like, absolutely not. You know, my mom was a single mom. I live with my mom. You know, I'm making $33,000 a year. And I said, okay, are you able to survive on your full-time job right now? working 40 hours a week. And he's like, yeah, I can, I can, I can survive. And I said, okay. So what I want you to do is I want you to go get another job working 25 hours a week minimum. And I want, even if you're making $15 an hour, which here in the United States, you can do very, very easily. I said, I want you to work an extra 25 hours a week. And I want you to put all that money away in the bank. And at the end of six months, you're going to have $10,000 in your checking account. Now, I know that seems easy and it doesn't. And, and you're thinking, I want to be a millionaire and I want to own my own business. But what I want to teach you is I want to teach you about making money and building a work ethic, because right now you're not ready to start a business. You don't have an idea. You don't have any resources. You don't have any money and you have no skills around building a business. So right now to get started on becoming one someday, let's start building the fundamental things you're going to need. Let's get you the work ethic. I said, I'm not going to tell you what kind of job to go get. That's up to you. Let's see how creative you're going to get. So I worked with him over the next six months, and he kept filling me in on his goals. And he actually found a little side gig uh, hustle, buying people's cell phones from them. He found some buyers, people that would buy the cell phones. They had a price list, and he would he would buy phones for cheaper, sell it to the other company, and make the difference. It's called arbitrage, just buying it for a dollar, selling it for $2. And so he was doing that on the side as opposed to going and, and working a job making $15 an hour. At the end of six months, June 1st of this year, he had $10,000 in his checking account. Six months, huge, 10 times the amount of money in his checking account. So then I said, okay, Demarius, this is what I'm talking about. I can work with you and I can help you get to now making six figures a year. But I said, right now, I want you to continue what you're doing. Now that you have more capital, let's put that capital to work. And by the end of the year, six months from now, I want you to have $25,000 a year or in your checking account. And he's like, game, I'm done. I mean, let's do this. So then because I saw his work ethic and as a mentor, one of the things we love to do is make introductions, which is the value that a lot of people don't realize about coaching and mentors. When you build a relationship with a great mentor or coach, they now give you access to their network, which is it's priceless. Right, Christian? So I introduced him to another person that I mentor who has a home inspection company down in Florida. And my this guy, Demarius, lives in Georgia. I said, Joe, I know that you're looking to grow your company. I got a young guy who wants to work his butt off and it's all about making more money. He's willing to move to Florida if you'll give him a job because I know your guy that you hire would make $85,000 a year in their first year because you have too much business hitting you. And he's like, done. I introduced the two of them. The guy's moving down to Florida in November. And next year, he should make six figures for the first time in his entire life. That is what mentorship is all about. But the point of that story is, is, Right now, a lot of people aren't truly ready to start the business, but they want to. And by working with someone who's been there and done it, they can start putting you on the path to build the foundation. And that's the patience, the work ethic that's going to, that it's going to take to actually become a true bootstrapping startup entrepreneur. You know, I just love telling that story because there's so many people out there that want more and they just haven't had people show them how. There's so much generic rhetoric and hyperbole and storytelling on a lot of, of 
you know, uh, sites out there that people just say, but how does that help me? And, and you can only get that help that you truly want by building relationships. And which is why I love your podcast, because you're all about exposing ideas and strategies to people that really need it. Exactly. And that's why it's so important as well to be able to, to validate as well, whether the other person is really in business, has been in business and um, isn't just um, telling stories just for you to actually buy their course, their stuff, their coaching, whatever, uh, but actually by people who are actually in business and have done it and uh, who's in business will always have done, made mistakes, will have failed, will have won. It's like, like situations where you, for instance, um, I used to, sometimes I used to call a client who decided to decline our offer and I invested an hour for a phone conversation with the client and uh, succeeded in changing his mind and he bought from us and he made the order. And the funny thing is my dad, uh, he restructured businesses, he, uh, he, did, he rebuilt the, the trust of customers into these companies he, he rebuilt and uh, increased the revenue much higher than the organization who sent him there who had bought this company. And uh, he was sitting in the next room often and then listening to me whilst I was having this conversation. And after an hour, he said, wow, you turned that guy around as well again. How do you do that? And he had <laughs> more, than, more than 40 years experience in sales and managing and negotiating with buyers. And especially in these countries where you have to build relationship. Like, for instance, in Spain, uh, he, he used to have like an hour or two hours conversation with his clients. And then they said, oh, uh, oh, we still got five minutes left, but I need to make an order. I need this, 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 this. The, the whole th theme of it is having fun while doing business and not trying to squeeze business in and, and trying to run the next thing, but actually building the trust that the guy will always want to buy from you and not right. change because that's the biggest trap of, of businesses, whether you are rebuilding a business that has lost trust or you're building a new business and you have to build your trust because nobody knows you. And it's so interesting where you then see, huh, You can actually buy how you word things, how you invest your time, how much time you invest or, or conversations. You can manage that somebody then actually notice, hey, I can trust this person, this startup with my products, especially when it's a new business. Uh, you don't know, are they going to go bust in a year? And I've got everything migrated. My boss is going to kill me because I invested this money and our, all our efforts and he's going to kill me because I'm such a moron to do some sort of thing. No, you build it and, and you only do that, of course, if you have a chance as well to, to learn from others who've done it before. And that's a great thing. As you said, the done it before is so important because otherwise, um, yeah, it's like somebody teaching you to sail and, and uh, this guy has ne never been on the water and if he sees the water, he gets seasick. Well, that's maybe not right coach or the right mentor. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, so... It was great having you here on the show, Sean, and um, I think our listeners have learned quite a lot and getting ideas and seeing what's so important uh, in mentoring and as well how to find as well the right people and that because, it's, as you said, it's not really easy. The internet, social media and so on is really full with a lot of stuff that doesn't take anything really to go anywhere. Nevertheless, 
if people really want to get in contact with you and, and learn more and maybe even join your community in that, how can they get it? How can they connect with you? Yeah. So the best way is if they're interested in our, our mentorship community, which we have you know, members from all around the world, even right there in, in Germany, Christian, go to acceleratorsorg.com. Accelerators is A-C-C, acceleratorsorg.com. If they want to just check me out on Instagram and have some fun, I do some Q&A live streams and things like that. Uh, my Ask a Millionaire is called, it's, actually my Instagram account, account is called Ask a Millionaire. And I put up funny motivational memes. I share stories from my experiences to try to help people think bigger, how to go from a limited mindset or a scarcity mindset to an abundant mindset. Um, but we also have a lot of fun on that account. It's, you know, I, I try to keep it light and fun while also uh, helping people really uh, experience some growth. So ask a millionaire on Instagram or acceleratorsorg.com. Awesome. So I'm sure we'll be talking about a similar topic in the future. Man, it was great to meet you, and I appreciate everything that, that you're doing out there. It's, I know it takes a lot of work to put, out, put on these podcasts, so I, uh, I, I love that, that you do what you do. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Growth Zone with Christian Barge. Thank you for listening. Please leave a review or rating here on iTunes or on podchaser.com. If you found the content helpful, then share it on social media. I would like to invite you to follow our show so that you don't miss the upcoming interviews with leaders in the market. Simply visit the website follow.prmediareach.com. I will be adding the link also to the description of this episode so that you just need to click on that link. For those of you who are listening and signing up to follow the show, I have reserved a free copy of the ultimate guide on content marketing. This is the strategy that got me top corporate clients like McDonald's, Linde, Hewlett-Packard, Deutsche Bank, Volvo and many others. That strategy has been working for over 10 years.
It also got me contacts with police, transport authorities, military and several universities and even leading research institutes. For sure, it also worked wonders as it got me many small, medium-sized entrepreneurs and enterprises as clients. And that even included international clients from all around the world. The link to sign up for our free broadcasting service and the guide is follow.prmediareach.com That will give you access to the most recent version of my ultimate guide on content marketing. You can follow me as well on Twitter by using the Twitter handle CAPBarge. That's spelled Charlie Alpha Papa Bravo Alpha Romeo Tango Sierra Charlie Hotel. Yes, that is CAPBarge. Charlie Alpha Papa Bravo Alpha Romeo Tango Sierra Charlie Hotel.